back at the final word. And uh, Joy, I'll tell you what, Alex. Uh, you know, a lot of times we do this show and you know, we just take life for granted. We have it so good. And, you know, I, I think a lot of us do. But, you know, we shouldn't because just on Monday, uh, 10 innocent victims uh, taken from us far too soon. Uh, their names, Denny Strong, Nevin Stanisic, Ricky Olds, Trelona Barkowiak, Terry Liker, Officer Eric Talley, Hero, Suzanne Fountain, Kevin Mahoney, Lynn Murray, and Jody Waters. Ten lives taken senselessly at King Supers, Alex, and Boulder on Monday, a day that will live in infamy. And with that, we bring on our dear friend and mentor, Frank DeAngelis, former principal of Columbine High School, a legend, a man who single-handedly rebuilt the Columbine, not single-handedly, but had a huge part in rebuilding the Columbine community. And good morning to you, Papa D. Um, you know, so many times we have you on and we get to talk sports and we get to laugh. And Super you always, Bowl, Super Bowl shows. Super Bowl shows. And you always, <laughs> you always tell Alex and I that we're a diversion for you. We're, we're that breath of fresh air in your life where you get to just have a little bit of fun because a lot of the times that we ask you to come on, and unfortunately, Alex saw you on CNN, and you know it's for this kind of stuff. And I want to say thank you for making time for us. We love you, and you're a huge part of our life. And I, I don't know that the community up in Boulder will ever recover from what happened on Monday, and I know that it's stuck with us because Alex and I are so tied into the CU community, as are you in so many ways. Um, can you talk a little bit about what your week has been like and how many people have reached out to you during this time of need for the entire community here in Colorado? And good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks, Alex and uh, Joe. Yeah, it, it's been a crazy week in uh, Boulder Special. My wife works up there, and she on Monday she was doing uh, working from home, but uh, she frequents that store a lot of time. But uh, it was it was a day, uh, it's hard to explain, but I have not done, because of the pandemic, uh, done any in-person presentations. And so on Monday, I had my first opportunity to go over to Colorado Christian, and I knew the professor over there, and he had me back because we had one of our former students that was uh, in a program over there, and she invited me back in 2018 or 19, and so I couldn't go last year, so I make my first presentation, and just leaving there, and then I'm heading to Columbine High School for a meeting because we have our 22nd remembrance sure. coming up. Yep. On the 20th, we do a day of service where our kids just do a fantastic job and teachers reaching out. So I'm actually sitting in the library at Columbine High School oh, in God. a meeting zone. It's about quarter to three, and I remember it because I'm looking. We have a large placard that names the names of my beloved 13, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden my phone, whenever I start getting texts, you're in my thoughts and prayers, uh, thinking of you, do you need anything, and then I start getting calls from the media, and it was at that point, you know, even though it was on Monday the 22nd, I mean, my heart is racing because it took me back April 20th, and from there, uh, I left Columbine High School, and and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but this Colorado Healing Fund activated. But it was a day that, you know, just uh, 
brings me back to call of mine just like Parkin did, Sandy Hook, and Virginia Tech. But thank you for allowing me to come on and spend some time with you because you guys are dear friends and I love you. Well, we love you, Frank. And uh, <clears throat> so when we were watching, I was watching some TV on uh, is it Monday, uh, it was Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. Monday. Uh, I think it was Tuesday, though, when I was sitting there and my fiance and I were just watching some CNN and Anderson Cooper comes on and uh, you came on. And there was a panel of four, you know, you know, unfortunately, here's what sucks about this whole thing, Frank, sometimes. But your legacy is why it continues to be an inspiring story. Unfortunately, every time these tragic and unfortunate incidents happen, you get called. Why? Because you're an expert. You know how to, you know, you've had, you know what, how to navigate these stories and how, you know, first responders work and how it comes to the healing process because when you were on see I was like look babe that's Frank that's our guy he's been on our program over 10 times he's co-hosted our show seven times you know he's been on I mean he's just a dear friend of ours he us. was he was at Joe's uh you were at Joey's uh dad's funeral yeah. I mean yeah. the whole Italian community I mean this is like everything just came into fruition and I saw it I'm like oh my god this is this is incredible. And when I when I saw you, Frank, you look great, by the way. And I told you that, I, I, Mike. Man, you look yeah, you look like the curious case of Benjamin Button. Man, you don't seem to age. age. I don't know what do you do. Are you putting some creams on and yeah. some lotions, man. A lot of workouts or something. Yeah. But Diane, workouts, Diane's got you going, man. Yeah. She, she, Diane's feeding yeah. him right. You you look great. It's all but. that garlic. All that garlic. Yes. It's all the garlic. They yes. say garlic is good for you, Joe, especially for Italian. I just had fettuccine. I, I know. I'll tell you. Have garlic. Hey. I tell them I have that Italian curse. I have my parents' height, so I had no chance. But I also have their skin, so I'll age gracefully. Hopefully. Well, one, one of our sponsors is Carmine Leonardo's, and he's always like, "Hey, sure. I know you know Frank." And I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, you guys know each other." But yeah, and uh, the food's great, and so it goes deeper than that. But you know what? I, I just want to tell you, first of all, I know how busy you've been, and and I told you that by text, and, and I told you that that we we appreciate any time you have for us because the messages that that that, that are happening right now and. The information, and it's so, I mean, it's like Boulder came out a couple days ago, Joe, and said, walk outside your house at 8 p.m., and for 10 minutes, don't say anything. And for 10 seconds, just kind of like hold your breath. And then for one minute, you know, for you know, while you're silent, you're remembering all 10 people that lost their lives while getting some chocolate milk or uh, uh, some butter or some popcorn or a couple steaks at King Supers. Frank, I just want to tell you, man, I know it's not easy all the time, but we appreciate you. And what's the message that you want to all always obviously tell our, our listeners because everybody will rebuild eventually. Right. And we, we, we're all, we're all in this together. And I just want to tell you, we love you so much, man. And thank well, you. Well, you know, the reason I'm, I do what I do is I can remember that horrific day on April 20th. And we're here today to remember the 10 who so tragically lost their lives in Boulder. But I made a promise that night I couldn't go back to my house because the FBI was concerned for my safety, for my family and I. And I'm at my brother's house over in Green Mountain, and I, I mean, literally just in a state of shock. And I made a comment or a promise to myself in the 13, my beloved 13. I said, there's nothing I can do to bring them back, but I'm going to make sure they did not die in vain and speak on their behalf. And so I fulfill that every morning when I wake up. You pray for them. Before my feet hit the ground is I recite their names, and I know they're giving me the strength to do what I'm doing. And it was that week I made a comment 
that, uh, you know, I just joined a club in which no one wants to be a member, and unfortunately that membership continues. And so, uh, you know, it's not that I'm an expert, but when I do call say to someone, I know what you're feeling, I do. And, and what I tell people in Boulder is not ready to hear this, but, uh, you know, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And I said, this is not going to be just one phone call. I'll be with you every step of the way. And we have an organization, uh, the Colorado Healing Fund, that was started by uh, Attorney General Cynthia Kaufman. And it was she reached out to you, right, Frank? Right. It was in 2017-18. She said, Frank, what do you think of this program? And she was able to come up with a million-dollar seed money. And I said, I wish we had this program after Columbine. I'm sure Aurora, uh, after the theater shooting, which they had it. And we actually activated for the first time when STEM Academy shooting took place on May 7th of 2019. And so when uh, we got together after the press conference, it was about 6.30, Cynthia and myself and Bernie, who has worked for the state government secretary of state, and Steve Siegel, who was part of uh, helping Columbine Hill and in Georgia, uh, Jordan Finnegan, who's the executive director, and her mom, who was part of Columbine, we activated. And what we realized is these people in Boulder, you know, they're in a state of shock. They don't even know what they need. But this is this, this is the people of Colorado in our country. And so many times we hear of all the evil that's going on and all the things. But when we have tough times in Colorado, we come together. And at this point, I mean, it's less than seven days. We've raised almost $1.6 million for the families. Wow. I love it. The Boulder community. So that's, that's what, what it's Colorado, called. That's what well, Colorado me, Healing. Yes. Well, well, let me just say this because you know I asked Jacob Meyer this earlier, and and here's my problem, and my problem is it's hard when you're there and all you can say you feel helpless when the words you know thoughts and prayers, my deepest condolences. I mean, it rings hollows, and then you have these makeshift monuments. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into a shooting afterwards that you don't really know as a person like me or Alex or, or you know, we don't know how we can help because it's just, have we become desensitized to these things? But if they become part, Jacob Meyer's 22, he's experienced school shootings in Columbine was the first one that I heard of. And that's 1999. That's 22 years ago. Is that your year you were born, Jacob? I was born in 98. Okay. So some kids have grown up with this, Frank. It's not like Alex and me. We were past this. We were adults when these things happened. These are children. You know, where are, have we become, have these children become desensitized? Has this become, are we just so used to being able to get on social media and throw a cliche? How can the society get involved to help out more instead of just these hollow things where we all feel like we're helpless? How can we empower ourselves to help these kinds of situations not happen again? Well, Joe, and I'll tell you something that you brought up is so important. What scares me is in our society that we're to the point now when it happens, it's all, okay, how many this time? And we can't ever get to that in our life. I mean, one death is one too many. Right. And we have to stand up for it. And, and I think the important thing that we need to do is, as a nation, we need to say enough is enough. And I think the kids from Parkland back in um, 2018 yeah. said, We've got to stop this, these senseless deaths. And I think what ends up happening, and I know when I get an opportunity to talk to people, 
I think people are looking for that one answer, that one thing that's going to stop everything. And I, what, the, what I use is the analogy of a jigsaw puzzle. You know, we definitely, when you're looking at gun control, we need common sense gun laws. We need to eliminate these loopholes. But including in that is when we're talking about when I hear school districts and are looking to cut school counselors, cutting social workers, psychologists, that scares me. And then the role, and you guys are much younger than I am, but the role, what I tell these parents and what I tell people now, the role the social media is playing and are they seeing things that are being broadcast? Are there things posted by these killers that all of a sudden that are red flags? And then, you know, we need to act upon all these things and the parenting. You know, these are all pieces. Now, all of a sudden, it's not one single thing, but you start putting these pieces to puzzle together, and maybe we can not allow this stuff to happen. What scares me is in the state of Colorado, I was informed that every 2.4 years, there's a mass tragedy in the state of Colorado. In the supermarket uh, tragedy that just happened right now in Boulder was one of them. And we're talking, you know, if you think back from Columbine and you look at the Planned Parenthood, you look at Aurora, you look at Platte Canyon, you look at STEM Academy, now you look at this, uh, the pl- um, different things going on, faith, Bible, that we had that incident. And the thing that I worries me is the fact that all of these entities, I mean, people, there have been school shootings in churches, there's been school shootings in church, uh, churches, schools we're talking about. Now, in a, a marketplace, we've seen all these various things. And the thing that surprises, it doesn't surprise me, but when I go to these, the first thing when I talk to people in Boulder, the first thing they said to me, I cannot believe it happened here. And if you would have told me, you know, 22 years ago on March 28th, that a Columbine could have happened at Columbine Littleton. I said, no, it happens other places, but we need to realize that it could happen on any given day. And that's why it's a society. We need to put our differences aside. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Like I said, I'm older, but I don't know if I've ever seen our country so divided. And we don't even take time to listen to each other. We could agree to disagree, but we need to come together. And you, everybody remembers 9-11, even though there were different political views and things of that, but we were attacked by the enemy, and we came together as Americans, and right. now we've got to do the same thing. Let's come together, not have another death, these senseless deaths. No, I and get I'm it. sorry going on and on. No, 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 Frank, this is awesome. We, we have sometimes you got to speak and get this off your chest. You know, it's Palm Sunday today, very religious holiday for the Catholics and Italians and Mexicans and all over the world and everybody. What's your message to our listeners today about how Boulder Strong can rebuild? Because right now we're hurting as a, as a country, as a, as a state. You know, what happened in Boulder was inexcusable. What happened in Columbine was inexcusable. What happened in Aurora was inexcusable. What happened in Sandy Hook? All these shootings could have been prevented somehow. What's your message about rebuilding Boulder, a place that we go to. Joey and I go to that table Mason Super all the time when we go up to the Buffs game. There after the Papa Oregon D. State game, yeah. two weeks ago, we go there to get a Gatorade or some peanuts mm-hmm. or whatever. Food, whatever. And I'm like, wow, you know that happened there, and it hit really close to home. Not only that for us, but just can you elaborate a little bit? I mean, I know you were on with Anderson Cooper, but by the way, I'm, I'm like, you were putting him in this place, by the way, because I, I think that he's a little bit cocky kind of a guy on CNN. But you know what, Papa D was like, man. Look, this is how it's going, and this is how it's working. 
and this is how we rebuild. Uh, can you can you give us a message about what your sure. message is to our listeners today, please? You know, and, and you. here's the thing. Um, as I said, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And what I can tell you, it doesn't matter the situation when there's a mass tragedy or a, a message of destruction or things as we saw. Everybody deals with it differently. And we have to agree to disagree. And what I mean by that, there's going to be some people, their ways of healing is, you know, raising money, going to vigils and things like that. You're going to have other people that are stating, as soon as I get back to what I was doing, you know, Monday morning or Sunday, that's going to help me heal and some others. But we need to respect that. And there's, I think what everybody feels at some point, and we were right there with Columbine, is that you're going to wake up some morning and it's going to get back to the you know, what it was, and I know people hate to hear this, especially now with us, you know, experiencing the pandemic, we got to redefine what normal is, but it is, it's never going to be the same for those families as it was prior to them, their families losing their lives up there, but you can't give up hope, and I think the thing that happens that is so discouraging at times is all of a sudden, you know, they say, gosh, I see a light at the end of the tunnel, and then something happens that re-triggers them, and I can assure you, on Monday, when people looked at the footage of what was happening up in Boulder, it took them back to whether it be Aurora Theater shooting, whether it be Columbine High School or 9-11, it does take them back. And so there will be certain triggers in motion. But the most important thing is you need to make sure you take care of yourself. You know, one of the things that uh, I know tomorrow I'll be working some with the Boulder Valley Schools because those kids are going back. They're on spring break. And what, I mean, what do parents tell the elementary school kids of what they saw? What, you know, middle school, high school, you know, and of course Boulder. I mean, a lot of the students up in Boulder frequent that store. So it's just that support system. And, you know, one of the things, and I, I, I live my life by this, and I owe it to my mom and dad who are still alive. Uh, they're my inspiration. And they really said, you know, I refuse to be helpless, I refuse to be hopeless, and I refuse to give up, and I'm not. And if we do, then the murderers, these people that are committing these hideous crimes are going to win, and I refuse to do it. We need to come together, and at our time, Boulder needs us more than ever, and we're going to make this work for them and provide that support that they need. And, and the one thing I think we need to do is it's not going to be okay I've seen this happen before. All of a sudden, in high school, when you know, when I was in high school, we we would lose someone to a car crash, and all of a sudden, kids would make promises. A month later, they forgot about what happened, and it's the same thing for Boulder. What we felt with these heavy hearts last week, and what we'll feel as these memorial services are taking place. Those heavy hearts are there, but you know, three months from now, we need to remember you know, that same feeling and make a commitment to try to make this world a better place. And I know people are going to say, God, he's so up to, I, I'm not going to give up. They're not going to win. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Well, let me just say this. First of all, you're a hero, but this is the only blessing that comes out of all these. There are so many heroes that I want to recognize right now. The guy who came into the store screaming for people to run the other way. He saved hundreds of lives with that action. The courageous, the courage of the employees Two actually died, you know, staying there trying to protect and help elderly people. This is the things that, you know, I want the spirit of Colorado to be mentioned, the spirit 
of humanity still exists. You know, this desensitivity. They don't emphasize the heroes enough. We get too far too much coverage on the shooter. And I think that inspires copycat crimes for other people when they give the glory to that. I want more stories on the people who risked their lives or possibly lost their lives because that's the only positive in any of this that comes out is then, and for the police, uh, an organization that has taken a tremendous amount of criticism in the past 24 months, more than ever in my lifetime, have I, I've had people crying to defund the police. I've got to give a tremendous amount of courage and, and, and thoughts and prayers and love to Officer Eric Talley and his family to run into that store and save hundreds of lives with his courage. I don't know where that gets lost when we have these, you know, and I, I'm not saying every Everything is great in this country with the police. I'm not, I'm not naive, okay? But let's also not recognize when we talk about going to victims advocates, what kind of victims advocate could have possibly stopped that situation at the store? No, the SWAT team was up there, and thank God for those people because they saved hundreds of lives as well. I want to give kudos to every member of the Boulder Sheriff's and, and Police Department, as well as all the other law enforcement. They saved a lot of lives, and this could have been a lot worse. Oh, and, and you hit, you said it so well that there were police officers from Jefferson County, all surrounding districts. And the other thing that we need to remember is there have been people working, for example, we work closely with the, and they were around with every major event, the Colorado Organization of Victim Assistance. And there's so many groups up there that are providing support for the families who lost lives that probably have not slept or ate within the last, and so reaching out. And this is the, uh, the thing, too, about this Colorado Healing Fund. Not only are there needs now, but we're, we're, this Colorado Healing Fund will provide support for them three years out because they don't even know. They're still in a state of shock, a state of denial. They don't even know what they need at this point. And that's our promise. And this is where Colorado can help not only immediately to the tune of about $1.8 million. And I, got, I have to give so much credit to the Kroger family and King Supers. They made a pledge of a hundred or a million, a million dollars. dollars. Yeah, I saw that. And wow. I mean, to help these families. And as I stated on Friday, we had a conversation with them and working with them and the work that they're doing for, they, they feel so badly for their employees and want to do everything to support them. And and if we can help out any way we can with this Colorado Healing Fund and Coloradoans come together, and not only Coloradoans, we got people from around the country helping out because it, if it happens in Colorado, it could happen in any other state. And we just have to say, as I stated earlier, enough is enough. Totally get it, Frank. Hey, we got the uh, uh, Running for Remembrance coming up. Uh, I believe Running it's May May 26th. Well, Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we're going to have to postpone it again. So I can't defend and, my championship of my. Well, I know. Well, you know. He's like was, Rosie Ruiz. Hey, he didn't hey, run that. Hey, Frank, Frank. Can, you, can you tell our listeners how I won that uh, that day? That glorious you rode day. a bus. Well, what <laughs> happened on that day is I was there, and all of a sudden Alex was running, and people were coming in, and Alex was ahead of everyone, but. You know, most of the people coming in were perspiring and kind of huffing and puffing, and Alex didn't break a sweat. And I realized he just went around the corner and then came to the finish line. So we unfortunately had to disqualify him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Frank, he almost got that gold medal. That's true. I, you know, he wants one so bad. Hey, uh, in, in all seriousness, 
I'm just looking forward to the day you can come up here again and spend some time with us. Please, let's make that happen. The Rockies are starting. How about for the Nuggets playoffs? Yeah, what, what about that in May? Can you make some time for us? I'm hoping. How about a Big Head Todd concert? Too? Yeah, well, we could yeah. also go to another Big Head Todd concert. Yeah. <laughs> great. But you know what? Todd, Todd did a great job of summarizing what's going on. He did. You know, with, uh, with the Nuggets right now and the trades are huge and, you know, the Avs. Boy, they get the goalie situation worked out. We're there. And then, of course, uh, April 1st is spring training. And one of the things, I know there are people that are stating, um, you know, sports, 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 and we have things going on in Boulder. But just to let you know, all these professional sports teams, and I'll take you back to 1999, the people that stepped forward that the Avalanche, you know, they postponed the playoffs. John Elway. John Elway yep. did not do his uh, announce his retirement right. because he did not want to take anything yep. away. You know, and it goes on and on. And Pierre Lacroix with the Avalanche, he yep. was so supportive. And it's just phenomenal what these teams do, you know, in memory. And I know they'll be doing the same thing for Boulder. And, you know, for the police officers, paramedics, you know, might have a stepson who's a firefighter. These people that put their lives on the line each and every day. We're so grateful for them. And uh, thank you two for sharing the message. Uh, I mean, you are the airwaves, and you've been going on for so many years, and people listen. And I, I know it's tough times, and we just keep hoping and praying and just working to make sure that uh, that 2.4 does not continue to happen. Well, you know what? I will say this. You're an inspiration. You've inspired us. We're part of the DeAngelis tree. We're strong. We're Colorado strong. We're not going to back down. We're not going to give these people what they want. You know, we're part of this community. And the final word, I think our greatest pride is that we are not just a sports show. We're a part of the Colorado community. And we owe a lot of that to meeting people like you. We love you. Well, thank you, and, Frank. And we, we want to you, share buddy. some time with you. Love you, you man. Uh, maybe we can have you call in before the run so we can try and draw up some listeners to, to get down there and, and do whatever we can to help get some money raised. When we do that. And again, thank you. God bless you guys. And love you guys. And again, if anyone's interested in helping the people up in Boulder, that Colorado Healing Fund, they can go online and get that. And I know the families would greatly appreciate it. And, the, and it's not, it's in addition to helping the families, it's helping the Boulder community because there were so many people impacted by that event. Uh, you know, the families, the people, the people that were shot at. And then the, just the community up there, and we're reaching out that, you know, they're not in this journey alone, and, you know, we're going to be there every step of the way to help. So thank you so much for helping us with this journey. Well, hey, that's it for you, buddy. As far as it goes, you should be, if there was a Hall of Fame a for a final word guest, you, you're at the top of our list. You're at the Mount Rushmore of Hall of Fame guests, and, and oh, we oh. really appreciate you. Let's have you in for some, some more fun and, and a, maybe a little better times here the next time. Please promise that you'll come in studio sometime this summer. I, I, I will make that promise, and uh, I'm loyal, as you know, and I give my best to the families. And yes. Again, allow me and uh, everything, you know, Boulder. We uh, have this show with heavy hearts, but... We will be there to support them. And, you know, that's what families do. You know, when there's tragedy, families come together. And in Colorado, we have this family, and we're going to continue to help the people there. And so thank you so much for the opportunity. Love you guys. Love, Love you, too. Love you that's too. our man, Frank DeAngelis. And, you know, I always tell 
Alex, every day I meet you, you know, we talk and I say, I can't believe the people we know. Yeah. And and I think at the top of my list, it's Frank DeAngelis, people like Dr. Eric Natkin, people like uh, Bill Foss, Raz. people like Raz Gannat, you know, people like Ted Shee, people like Chris Weatherman those and Paul those, Larson, those, those. all of our, Danny Ramirez, Jose Luis, Everybody. you know, Luis Ramirez, every single one of our sponsors plays Joey B., the wise guy, Vicky Severson, and all the wonderful people at Peak Kia. These people have raised our level. Get out and do something for the community. Don't sit and cry. Get off your butt. Get involved. Make a difference. Just like our man, Papa D. Frank DeAngelis. When we get back, the lovely Miss Vicky Severson, she's got some great news about the latest in the new line of Kia electrical vehicles. And are you ready for summer? Peak Kia is.